0: We've arrived! Disruptors have assembled!
1: Welcome, gang. We got a great weekend. <laughs> Who's that?
2: Benoit Blanc, the detective?
1: Mr. Promp, I cannot overstate my gratitude to be here. When's the murder mystery start? I've invited you all to my island. Hi! Because tonight, a murder will be committed. My murder. Once you're dead. Will we still be able to talk to you? Yeah, I'm not playing dead the whole weekend, dude. This is truly delightful. Across the island, I've hidden clues. You will have to closely observe each other. If anyone can name the killer, that person wins our game. Any questions? (laughs) Halle That has a kick.
2: Oh, my God. What happened? (laughs) Holy shit.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, there's been a murder, and the killer is in plain sight. For at least one person, this is not a game. I must insist that nobody touch the body. Jeez, detective, who killed the party? I need to find a motive for murder.
2: Everyone would stab a friend in the back to hold on to this rich
1: bastard. mm deal with it you are all friends. Why would anyone commit murder?
2: Are we even gonna talk about
1: the elephant in the room?
2: Am I the elephant? Yeah, you're the elephant. You're not that bad.
1: Think of the danger here. Are you calling me dangerous?
0: Well, we'll see. Let
1: it all out. Hell yeah! This is reckless. The killer wouldn't hesitate to kill again if it covers their tracks.
0: be really great at clue
1: huh i'm very bad at dumb things ticking boxes running around searching all the rooms it's just a terrible terrible game
0: and welcome back to the cinemania world podcast everyone and happy thanksgiving weekend to you all my name is Dwayne, and today we have our official not spoiler review for glass onion a knives out mystery aka knives out 2 from ryan johnson before we get started i am joined by some guests from the cinemania world team first we have from candid cinema Amanda. Amanda, hello how are you
2: hey i'm so happy to be back again i feel like i just like i'm delayed half the time and like I'm, I'm like back here in circles but i'm just so happy to be talking about uh this movie with you guys uh it's a doozy so i'm excited
0: oh my god it is a lot to get into i'm so excited to talk about the film uh welcome back as well manda it's very good to have you and we are also joined from guests from the cinemani world team also back on the podcast today we have patrick patrick hello how are you bud
1: Hey, I'm so glad to be back. I'm Look, maybe you're late, but I'm back from the dead, literally. <laughs> it's been months since I've nah, been on the show. You've been making so some just,
0: moves, man. I'm so I'm so happy for you, all your, little, all your own. Yeah, you it's know, just a lot you know, of I mean,
1: boxes to unpack and to find all the microphone stuff, but I'm so yeah. happy to be here and, and to talk <laughs> about Glass Onion and yeah. Um, all right, well, it's good to have
0: you here as well. Um, I'm excited to get into the film with you guys. So I saw the movie on Tuesday night. Um, that was like the that was like their version of the premiere night, like you know when it's usually Thursdays when movies come out on Fridays. But Glass Onion came out on Wednesday officially. So I saw no, actually, I'm sorry. Uh, I saw the movie Wednesday night, and it came out yesterday officially uh, for Thanksgiving. So. Uh I, I still it's still pretty, pretty fresh on my mind. And uh, there's so much I've wanted to I wanted to talk about, called, you know, going into the movie, and I can't wait to discuss it. But before we get into that, let's go into the bio of the film. This is the bio of Glass Onion per IMDb famed southern detective benoit benoit blanc travels to greece for his latest case that's it that's all they give you and it's Hmm. it's a great bio honestly and it was of course written and directed by returning uh uh, writer and director ryan johnson from the first knives out movie and we have a stellar cast to get into we have daniel craig returning of course edward norton dave batista kate hudson janelle Monet, katherine hahn Jessica Henwick, Leslie Oldham Jr. is a lot of people here in this film, and I am so excited to start, you know, uh, the discussion with you guys. But I wanted to get you guys' experiences on like when you guys watched it. I think Amanda, you watched it at TIFF, if I'm, mm-hmm. if I'm correct. You guys did like a little mini review on the podcast a couple of months ago. Yeah. So, um, did you get out to see it again, or is that is that just your mm-hmm. your like your last watch of or- the movie?
2: So, um, that, that night I'll never forget because it was a double header and Ooh. it was Knives Out, which was two hours and I think 20 minutes. And then it went straight into the Fableman's, which was two hours and 20 minutes.
0: Oh, wow. So it was at this time. that's a long night. Right. <laughs>
2: um, so that was a struggle, but, um, and actually watching it with uh, my friends on Saturday night because we watched the first one together at TIFF. Um, so that was a lot of fun. So we had murder mystery party. Um, but yeah, like uh, we have murder mystery parties and it's like tradition to watch it. So we're going Saturday. Thankfully, like Canadians are lining up with Americans and we can have a <laughs> nice, uh, sequel in theaters. So I'm really excited for it.
0: Um, yeah. So I I, uh, I remember you guys watching it. And I think you uh, on the Cinemania World discussion yeah. of uh, Tiff, it was you, Alyssa and uh, Josie talking mm-hmm. about the movie. Yeah. Um, so, you guys have been raving about it for a few months. Mm. And um, I, I was just anticipating going into the movie so much these past few weeks. And I've been getting excited about the release of it. Uh, Wednesday night, I, I was looking at a bunch of theaters, and uh, a bunch of theaters were, were really packed for the movie, um, you know, because I think that first one just works so well with audiences and stuff. I, I do wish that I do wish that the marketing was a little better. Mm. I criticize Netflix a lot when it comes to their marketing of movies, but not even the marketing, just the fact that like it just feel it doesn't even. Um, I think the first one opened up like really really huge when it came out, and that's that's what sparked kind of. The uh the you know the people kind of bid the bidding war for Ryan Johnson's pro you know uh uh product in this movie and stuff. I, I heard it was like Netflix, Apple TV Plus that was like bidding for everything for the rights of Knives Out. It ultimately went to Netflix for four hundred and sixty nine million dollars, which is insane. And I believe it's like a trilogy of movies and a couple of spinoffs and Benoit Blanc stories and stuff. So really happy for him but all but ultimately a little disappointed with the rollout of the movie because it feels like you know I, i i wish the buzz was a little bigger for the film going into the weekend but uh pat let's go to you you
1: actually went to the premiere of the movie so how did that go right well, it's, it's tough to come in here saying I'm going to give a totally unbiased opinion because <laughs> when you get invited to that stuff, like the hype is so real and you're so overstimulated with everything that yeah, it, it's tough sure. to just like, you could probably go to Morbius and walk out. I'm just kidding. Go <laughs> the third don't mean to throw shade. Don't mean to throw shade. <laughs> but I didn't even, I didn't even finish it. I was like, just leave that there. Uh, <laughs> but it was amazing. It was such a cool premiere, such a unique and special experience that I know that not many people get the chance to. So I feel very lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, and for, as what I can say for the movie is that I think that for a sequel, they do so much to differentiate it from the first film that it does make it a unique review versus like if you were reviewing the sequel to the Iron Man to an Iron Man film or something. This has a completely different cast, completely different story. The only like thread is Benoit Block who is played incredibly well by Daniel Craig.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Going into this movie, going into the into the film, like it's just a. It takes a while for you to to get adjusted to. How different it is from the first one, mm-hmm. but I think that's what I appreciate because I feel like these movies are gonna start becoming like the uh, in a better way, you know, a better version of them. Obviously, but like mm-hmm. you know, the Death on the Nile, those films with um, you know, you, you get with Kenneth Branagh and stuff, mm-hmm. but like a you As know, Christy, yeah, yeah, but you know, um, Ryan Johnson's like his writing. I remember he got a screenplay nomination for with Knives Man. Out, and his writing and able to pace everything is so well done so let's hop right into the movie that's one thing that really stood out to me was just how this movie i okay so knives out one uh so it clocks in around two hours and ten minutes and when you look at a murder mystery most of the time like you know they they strike well when they're short and sweet you know like about an hour 40 hour 50 and stuff but the first one's pacing I think I think there's like a couple of issues when it gets into the middle of the movie, but this one I felt none of that. I felt that um the pacing and the and like the freshness of every scene really helped the runtime here. So this one actually feels more like a two hour movie, but it's not because everything's so quick and moving and stuff. And I just think he does that so well with keeping the audiences guessing and whatnot, just like the the mysteries and the reveals, everything works so well too especially when you think you know where the story is going and uh you kind of don't like a lot like i think i think now seeing the you know two of these movies back to back cuz i watched knives out um tuesday night before you Smart. know seeing yeah mm-hmm. before seeing this on wednesday and i think i think like the reveals at least to me like the reveals are kind of like i can i can see who the reveals are but i think what helps you know if, even if you know who it's going to be what helps is the the story of it and the uh, and how he and how he 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 constructs it all mm-hmm. that's what's more intriguing to me because at you know at the end of the movie you're just like oh you yeah, know that is so brilliant the way you do that and the way you just change thing the way he changes things in his script like you know from what you believe and i think he does that so 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 well uh, and and, um, you know, I think knives out is, is like you know the first one is the same thing because, like you know, I, I feel like a lot of people spoilers for knives out one <laughs> a lot of people could tell that it was Chris Evans, mm-hmm. but mm. it's like the way he gets there, you know, the way you kinda you kind of you know, construct everything, and you get the monologue from Benoit Blanc. It's just all that stuff that's just so yeah. well done and, um every time i think about the movie i'm not even obsessive over the reveal of it i'm more obsessed of like how he gets there Mm -hmm. and how he constructs it all so like yeah that's the brilliant part of uh ryan johnson's writing when it comes to these movies to me but uh Mm -hmm. let's go to you guys uh pat what did you think about the uh the, the movie
1: yeah i'll just uh tell off of that i think the writing is so neatly uh packaged in all of his films, Any, every one of them has this, uh, this wrap up that just makes you feel like everything is whole and that the writing has given you callbacks that it's just like, oh, wow, well, this is just a very well meticulously crafted script that you could tell that somebody took a lot of time to make sure that it was done right. And that only translates to the screen even with with more uh I guess gusto because you have so many fun characters that are so well fleshed out and so well realized, and the performances by all of these people, like Kate Hudson, uh, Leslie Odom Jr., mm-hmm. Deep Batista, they they all a- exhibit these incredible like t- traits that when the murder mystery starts and you and you start to look at everybody as a suspect, you realize, oh wow, I know all of these people so well that that the mystery becomes more of a mystery to you and the narration. Mm-hmm. Like the unreliable narration through this where you really can't trust anybody with what they're saying at face value, even Benoit Block in a lot of situations. So I, I loved seeing that. And I think Daniel Craig is incredible. I think his accent is so astounding. And if if they don't make a Foghorn Leghorn live action series, (laughs) they don't do that and give him a boatload of cash. I don't know what Hollywood's doing.
2: It needs to happen now, <laughs> right? So good.
1: It's so funny too. Kate Hudson, for me, was the MVP for humor. She she brought a lot to it, and Janelle Monae, uh, with the Ooh. way she was able to, um, can't say too much about it, but the way she was able to bounce back and forth was incredible.
0: Yeah, I thought um I thought Janelle Monáe was great. I, I I'm trying to find a standout, but there's so many in the movie. Mm-hmm. I think everyone yeah. just does their part really well. Mm-hmm. Um like again, I love Dave Batista. I will always praise him for being the wrestler actor that stands out mm-hmm. the most when it comes to his films because mm-hmm. like he 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 can be typecast, but it's not like it's not a sense of like like Dwayne type cat like dwayne the rock johnson type because like i couldn't see dwayne the rock johnson in like this mm-hmm. or like you know blade runner 2049 or mm-hmm. any stuff like that you know i can but like dave batista like he's he's grown a lot as an actor from going from Guardians of the galaxy to all the other projects that he's done he was in dune last year like i just think yeah. he's so great mm-hmm. um i thought he was great here as well once again i just love seeing him on my screen mm-hmm. um and that's and that's coming from somebody who watched who grew up watching him um in the wwe and stuff so seeing him go from that which is like big hulking roaring kind of monster (laughs) you know wrestler to this is like so great uh janelle monae was incredible i loved her performance here and then we go into like um we go into uh daniel craig who like you know After the Bond films, we were all wondering like, what's his next step? And I think these movies are really becoming his calling card. He's just so good at what he does. His monologues here, his breakdowns of everything is so done well. I thought Edward Norton also was really great here. Kate Hudson, just the entire cast. It's a great cast, and that's that's one thing. It's 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 kind of become a gimmick to where like. Oh, you know, it becomes like competitions of, oh, cast the next Knives Out film and stuff. And you just have like this incredible cast. So I thought that was all great. And the cameos here are great, too, because I wasn't Mm -hmm. expecting that at all. Uh, There's a lot of great cameos in the movie. So, uh, yeah, so stick around and, you know, look out for those because those was great uh yeah i just thought the performances here were, were great Mana, let's go to you uh your thoughts on the movie
2: yeah i agree with everything you guys have been saying i think it's kind of funny that kenneth branagh started with the agatha christie and then mm-hmm. um ryan johnson came after <clears throat> with like an original script obviously drawing from uh from agatha christie and he's been more successful i'm so sorry mm-hmm. sir <laughs> kenneth branagh don't want to say no. it but like like you guys said it's the way that he gets to the reveal or to like the intricacy of the mystery and i think that that is what makes it so fun for the audience because you present these wonderful characters in a different setting and it's like okay we're going to play the game too um and i think that's really important to to make the audience also kind of like a character within the film for these Uh, for these murder mysteries uh the script is incredibly like funny it's so so freaking well written um and the middle portion is when it really kicked into overdrive for me because Mm -hmm. i do have to say that the editing for this film and the placements of certain conversations that come in through the second half Mm -hmm. are placed so perfectly Mm -hmm. for the audience to kind of patch everything together obviously standouts Janelle Monae is a superstar and I'm really happy that she has this kind of vehicle to show how incredibly talented she is so I was really impressed by that um Daniel Craig can play Benoit Blanc for the next 50 years if he wants to (laughs) (laughs) Give give me like an entire saga of this because every single thing that comes out of his mouth is pure gold um And I love seeing Ed Norton back because it's been such a long time since I've seen him, I think, on screen. And he was able to play with this character. Kate Hudson, again, long time. She hasn't been on the screen. So those -hmm. are the two other standouts for me. Not that Katherine Hahn wasn't great, but I think that her character was more like she's flying under the radar with Leslie Mm -hmm. Odom Jr. So I think that that pairing was unique as well. Um, But yeah, it's like a perfect puzzle. It's a gigantic puzzle. It's bigger and better than the first one. Mm-hmm. um in how he wrote it and the execution as well so i yeah i i really enjoyed this because there are different people that come into the mix and then it's different energies and the way that they banter with each other. It's a completely different structure and uh, it's just with the Ryan Johnson tone at the same time and it's perfect.
0: Yeah. So I was a little initially when you said um, bigger, like when you mentioned bigger and stuff, I was a little worried about that going into the movie Mm -hmm. because you know, there's a, there's a thing like when it comes to, to like sequels of really good movies um and small movies, and you know you call it like sequelitis when you like you you know you wanna kind of go bigger, bigger, broader, bigger scale when sometimes you forget that that was that's why the first one worked so well because it was a smaller scale and it was a more intimate level, you know so mm-hmm. i was I was worried about going into this I was worried about going into this and it like being too big for its own sake but i think the only scale that i really got from the movie was when it kind of starts and things are separate you know in this film instead of everyone being in one location already at the start of the movie like nights out 1 everyone kind of comes into one location mm-hmm. but then after like after like 30 or 45 minutes then it brings back that intimacy like the first one where this is all being done in one pretty much location it's a big location but it's all being done in this one area and i think that's what works so well with these movies because they because then they feel so claustrophobic as far as like the cast being in one spot and then you're kind of guessing who's who's doing what and this that and the third and stuff so i i think that it works well that this movie went bigger i'm curious to see what he does next because obviously you have to keep pushing that pushing that needle on a murder mystery and stuff and uh you know, it's it's easy for them to get to to get for them to get stale, but I think Ryan Johnson is, is just really great at coming up with new, fresh ideas when it comes to stuff like this and making them feel more warranted and stuff. So I really enjoyed I really enjoyed the scale of that. Also, too, the movie, like, in the beginning, when you're kind of going through the actual island and the glass onion aspect, like, with Daniel Craig there, it it just, it reminded me so much of Bond because Mm. it's so futuristic. And then you have, like, Daniel Craig there in, like, a nice outfit. And I just kept thinking about Bond. But I I kept having to reel myself back. Like, this isn't Bond. And then the uh,
1: voice comes out, that's why. Yeah, yeah, the (laughs) voice
0: cracks and stuff a little bit. But, um, yeah, so that stuff was also really good but um pal let's go to you as far as uh, as far as the
1: scale of the movie how did you feel about that compared to knives out 1 you both bring up good points with how they're able to do it manda with uh, particularly with kenneth brana's uh work and how it's not maybe resonating as well as what ryan johnson is doing i think the key point with it and this ties into the scale and what they were needing to do mm-hmm. is that the story reflects the time that we're in yes rather than going back, doing some, you know, period piece or something like that. This very much reflects the time that we were and maybe currently in some cases are in. And that only made the scale make sense. The reason that they're doing what they're doing makes sense. But it also made the characters motivations and 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 just like general vibe in the situation. It, It all made perfect sense to me and made it more relatable. Like I related so much more to these silly characters than I did from anybody on Death of the Nile and I think it's because it, they they feel reachable like they feel like tangible people that you would know or have seen in a viral video recently
0: <laughs> yeah i uh yeah i i i i agree so, um <laughs> i just think I just think what works well over over you know with these movies over something like that is just like the characters here just I remember watching Death on the Nile I couldn't tell you like half of the cast right now you know <laughs> I know I know glass onion is like fresh on my mind but it's like I feel like in a few months I'm gonna remember the cast and remember everyone's impact not every single person in the cast obviously but the main components you know components mm-hmm. in the cast that you're supposed to really kind of remember and stuff so I just thought uh, I thought all that was done really well I wanted to get wanted to ask you guys your thoughts and opinions on the mystery level of the movie? Did you think that all worked well? Could you see things coming? Um, I'll start with you, Amanda. How did, how did that work for you?
2: I have to admit, it took me a while to get into the mystery um, just because I was confused Amanda? a bit. Um, but I think that it worked for what it was and I liked that each character had their own background that would tie to this so hard to talk about without spoiling (laughs) it um i like how the characters are all tied to one particular thing um afterwards um and uh yeah i think that the more it goes on and you see the pieces coming together i thought it worked Mm-hmm. Um or else it, it wasn't like a bit slow to get into it maybe because it was like the setup for the characters and the backstories right, right, and right. all of that. I think that's what it was. That could have been like trimmed a bit, but I still loved mm. it, don't get me wrong. Um but yeah, once you get into that like second half, that's when like you have to pay attention. And then you're on high alert and the way that Ryan Johnson changes that um with all the characters and then for the audience is really special. Um and that's that's when it worked for me afterwards.
0: Uh, Pat, how about you? Like, as far as
1: like how the mis- the mystery elements of the movie, how did that work for you? I, I think I agree with Amanda, where I felt more engaged in the first one, um, mm-hmm. but it, but it could be just be because the first one was much more engaged with itself as well. Like mm-hmm. the this this movie isn't so much fixated on on like the mystery, much more of like. Uh, Benoit block himself and his his uh his I guess not to spoil too much but his boredom more more mm-hmm. than anything. so there's a lot to say about that that ravels in with the mystery. so I do think that it took a while for me to get into it and in the end I don't think it was as strong even though the first one was more predictable. Mm-hmm. I do think the it was built a little bit um, better in the first than it was in the second.
0: Uh, yeah I, I I think for me I think I like the mystery elements a lot more here uh than in knives out one I thought the setup thought the setup and the um the pacing and everything like that and the construct of the first one was still really tight and really well done but I think I found myself like wondering and like guessing a lot more in this one and really like looking at performances and seeing the uh and just seeing who's kind of off and I think he does that so well because there's even a moment where like um Benoit Blanc kind of goes through every character and and kind of says why they why they could be the you know, the the suspect here. And I think that just that's another way to kinda get to kinda get you to be like, okay, you know, I maybe I don't know who it is and stuff. So I just think he does that all really, really, really well and stuff. So yeah, I, I, I'm just I'm I'm finding myself enjoying the lot the movie more the more I think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, one kind of because I'll, I'll go around with you guys as well, as far as any dislikes. Uh one dislike I would say is that the the ending I like. I like the ending, but like I don't have this movie. I, I like I wanted to give this movie a five star on like letterbox, but I have it at four and a half because um I don't think the ending is as satisfied as mm-hmm. satisfying as other murder mysteries. I, I there's like a moment that happens in the ending that's jarring. But I think that was, like, more for, like, shock value. No spoilers, of course. But I think by the end, when the movie was over, like, as far as, like, the suspect and what happens to them, I felt that maybe that could have been more satisfying considering what ha- what the suspect does in the movie um, and stuff like that. So... You know, I think the ending was a little choppy for me, but overall I think the movie is fantastic. I think I I think it is is one of the best one of the best movies of the year. And Ryan Johnson again, I just continues to amaze me. He's so good at what he does. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just think all of that I just think the movie was great, you know, and most of its aspects that it was going for here. It's a lot more ambitious than the first one, but I think at the by the end it really really does work. So, want to get into any dislikes, uh, Pat, any, 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 uh, dislikes from the movie? Uh,
1: you know, I think maybe there could have been some more with some of the supporting characters, like particularly mm-hmm. Leslie Odom. I wish there was a little bit more with his character. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, I think some of it again, this is tough to the, some of my issues are completely tied in with characters and spoilers. So I can't say mm-hmm. too much mm-hmm. about it, but, um, it does end up happening in the end where I start to go, oh, okay, some of the, some of the things that we're wrapping up don't make a lot of sense to me or feel like they were forced uh, more than what the first film was when they were wrapping up as well. But I don't know. It, it's like I said at the beginning, this film feels so different from the first one that it is tough to want to make comparisons other than Ryan Johnson really does do well within this genre. Um, the first one was lightning in a bottle. Like, it's it's very tough to capture that again. And mm-hmm. instead of doing that, he gives us a completely different meal. And I I think it was really fun. Uh, yeah,
0: 100%. 100%. Let's go to you, Amanda. Any dislikes?
2: Um, yeah, I think uh, I kind of agree with you, Dwayne, that the ending mm-hmm. felt a bit off. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that also it's like it's a sequel and it suffers from sequel syndrome where like we're trying to make it a bit more intricate and a bit bigger than the like the previous um ending and not in the first knives out so i think that that's what it suffers from um again like i was a bit lost and if <laughs> and if uh, benoit didn't really explain things i would have been like wait like what am i missing here so <laughs> yeah it's yeah. true yeah for me anyway maybe i was sleepy i don't know what happened we are gonna watch it again and we'll see what happens again but um that was a, a misstep, like that big, the final reveal um, it was still fun, especially with uh, the kind of like, uh, one, can I say gimmick? I think the gimmick that was at the end of it, if that makes sense, if that's the proper word for it. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, but that was, yeah, the, the ending is the only thing that I'm like, eh, it, it kind of wavered for me. But I also agree mm-hmm. that Leslie Odom Jr. deserved a bit more to do. Yeah, um, sure. I also feel like everyone had enough screen time especially like two hours and like 30 minutes that it is so i think they did enough but like they also didn't with like particular characters as i said um yeah. i could have sat with them for four hours like i could sit with benoit blanc for four hours like please tell me everything you know um but it's just minor things it's really minor things or else this is like like you said Dwayne, one of the best films of the year
0: yeah yeah i agree um for me, like yeah, like I said, I think um, of course I I sentiment what you guys say about supporting characters. I think I wanted a little a little bit more from Madeline Klein too. I feel like she was just there mm-hmm. to kind of serve her certain purpose of just being like the hot girl and stuff. And I think I wanted a little more from that because like when, at, towards the ending, um, she has a she has a couple of emotional moments. I thought that was done really good. So um, maybe maybe a little bit more from her. And I agree, Leslie Odom Jr. to a sense, and maybe Catherine Hahn. Mm-hmm. Um, I another thing that I was I I didn't like at first, but I I kind of grew around to it, um, because it does play a little bit into the story. Was the whole COVID thing? I didn't think, I didn't think they were gonna go, they were gonna do kind of intertwine this with COVID and stuff. But I kind of liked like towards the middle of the movie, I kind of liked that because you know Benoit Blanc was talking about how he hasn't had a case in a few years because of it. You know, mm-hmm. so I you know I really liked that kind of setup. You know, surrounding it. Uh, and do you, do you guys see, do you guys think this is going to, to, you guys think Netflix eventually is going to do like some sort of Benoit Blanc kind of series or something like this? Cause I know they're probably itching to do like a series now that they have the uh, knives out kind of lore and stuff, like maybe like a prequel series for Benoit Blanc or something like that. I can see them doing, doing that. Uh, but yeah, over overall, I, I, I enjoyed the movie couple of hiccups but i think it's still like a four plus star movie um i can't stop thinking about it i've been thinking about it ever since i saw it and i want to see it again i might try to sneak out this weekend to go before it's out of theaters because it's going to be out of theaters really soon so um yeah i'm just excited for more people to see it it's going to be on netflix on december 23rd i believe right before christmas so that's exciting um but yeah i'll, I'll get some final thoughts from you guys i'll start with you pat any final thoughts on uh,
1: Uh, glass onion go see it in theaters otherwise it's going to be a whole month before you get a chance
0: (laughs) yeah legit like that's the weirdest
1: part of this whole marketing campaign is like we're going to give you a taste but then we we're going to rely on a month of just a few people's word of mouth but it belongs in a theater so check it out this week and eat some turkey on me (laughs) um yeah i
0: i agree check it out i think seeing it seeing it in theaters this was some this was some rigmarole on uh, online talking about it looks people saying that it looks bad in theaters what what yeah. are y'all talking about if anyone's saying it's looking and looks kind of rough in theaters i honestly think it depends on your theater and it also too because I, I noticed that when i watched the first one on blu-ray because usually um On the PS5, like, Blu-rays look like 4K movies, and I don't know why. I never really searched to why, but they just look really crispy but when i put it knives out i noticed like it wasn't as like the the clarity of it wasn't as great but i think that's because ryan johnson puts a film grain on a lot of his movies um because the film grain is there with looper as well too and the film grain is very heavy in knives out and i could see it in this one as well in glass onion there's just a film grain so uh that's that's a myth as far as like looking bad in theaters that's ridiculous so yeah, I think it I think going to see it in theaters and then watching it on Netflix again is like why not, you know? Uh man any final thoughts on Glass Onion?
2: I do think that people should go watch this in theaters. I <laughs> just like Pat said. Um my theaters, they're all sold out literally yeah, yeah, every single showtime. So I'm I'm really happy awesome. about that. Um but yeah, this is it's so much fun. That's all I have to say. Even if like You can't follow the mystery like I did. Um, (laughs) It's still like, oh my God, they're so funny. It's quippy. There's like really like great one-liners from Benoit. There's one monologue that he has at the very beginning, which like absolutely had me in tears laughing. Um, So he's a lot of fun. I'm really happy that Daniel Craig can kind of strut his stuff because I feel like he was just so reserved As James Bond, I'm not saying he wasn't good. I'm just saying that he. Hey, I I see what
0: you mean. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like he's just able to play around with this character and do anything. So um, I'm just so happy that people are loving him now as Benoit and that we need like five more, six more, whatever you got lined up, Ryan Johnson, and that beautiful brain of yours. (laughs) Just do it, man. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just do it.
0: uh yeah hundred percent my final thoughts is that um i loved it and I'm, I'm i'm really eager for more people to see it uh one of the better movies of the year all the raves that you heard from at from tiff were absolutely true and yeah I, I i've been seeing a lot of theaters this weekend are really crowded for it so i'm excited to see how it does um i wish it was in theaters for a longer time you know but you know it happens especially i'm just glad amc and netflix worked it out Because, you know, I'm glad that I was able to see this on the big screen. It would have been weird to go from Knives Out on the big screen to this only on Netflix. Nothing wrong with, like, you know, streaming movies. But it's just, yeah, I'm glad that I got to see it on the big screen and if you want to there's an opportunity for you to do that it was so surreal to see a netflix logo in an amc theater like when the movie starts and stuff i was just like oh yeah i keep forgetting this is netflix every time like the trailer ended in theaters and stuff too so really happy that they worked out an agreement on that so uh yeah i love the movie go check it out when you can and uh yeah let us know your thoughts when you see it and that is it, everyone. That is our review for Glass, Onion, and Ives Out Mystery. Thank Ooh. you guys for joining us. I'll go around, get everyone's social medias um, in this fine morning. I'll start with you, Marina. I'll let everyone know where they can follow you.
2: Yeah, you guys can always follow me over at AMX ND Reviews on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. And Hive, apparently, since we all jumped <laughs> in. You can check out my website. <laughs> you can check out my website, CandidXCinema.com, and my YouTube, Candid Cinema as well.
1: All right. And Patrick. Find me on Facebook and Instagram and on the website PatrickBattyReviews.com on Twitter and Hive on Pat B Reviews.
0: Okay. Uh, thank you, of course. And, uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94. You can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinemania World. I'm not on Hive yet, but I'm itching because all my friends are leaving me and going on Aww. it Break <laughs> but um maybe that'll come soon and as far as our schedule this weekend everyone we do have a lot of shows planned out for this weekend hopefully all of them can get done but um yeah so just stay tuned on the podcast and you know have a look out uh yeah that's everyone that is it everyone thank you guys for joining us my name is Dwayne. that was manda pat we'll talk to you guys soon bye-bye